surprise. Happy Friday. Welcome to this bonus episode that I have been talking about for the last month in the last few episodes, so maybe it's not much of a surprise anymore, but today is a huge day. If you didn't know, first of all, you're living under a rock, and second of all, This Isn't You just dropped. The book I've been talking about for months is finally available for you guys to read, and I could not be more excited. This book is so much of me that I've never shared. This book is the story of how God saved me from an eating disorder, redeemed me, and brought me back to the foot of the cross. And today I'm going to give you an inside look at what happened while writing this, how um, I prayed and sought the Lord in each chapter. And then also I'm going to read to you guys a few pages of this book. I could not be more excited to bring this to you guys today. If I had it my way, I would read you the entire book. You can find the link to purchase this book in the description. I'm not going to waste any more time, so let's just get into the episode. to begin with just talking about my first book which many of you already know I have a book called Her Yellow Butterflies this book is a poetry book it's full of just all of these little poems and I don't know it's just so it grasps so much of my eating disorder before I was fully recovered I decided that one last push one last step towards freedom from this was to take all of these thoughts and place them into words I love words I've loved words since I was a baby and I just decided to take all of these and place them into these metaphors and these poems. And when I did this, I didn't realize how much it would touch other people. When I published this book, I just, I did it through self-publishing and I just decided I'll just do this for myself, for a few other people, and just, just so I can just get one last step towards freedom from this. And I did it. And the amount of messages and DMs and texts and and just people coming up to me in person and being like, these words, Addie, these words really, really moved me and I can really, really relate to them. And I was like, wow, like that was that was all you God. Like that wasn't me. I just I was just doing it from selfish ambition for myself. But God moved in a way that I didn't know he would. And from that point, I was like, how much more would God move if I shared all of my story if I shared every little bit of the the hurt and the brokenness and the and the rawness and the realness of this how much more would God move in somebody else's life so from that point I decided to draft up this idea of a memoir a self-help book in my mind and it took me so long to begin to actually write it but I started off by kind of doing what I did with the poetry book and I just wrote down all of these different things that I thought of and I actually wrote my first chapter of this book chipping away in a coffee shop and I was crying so hard just I had to bring up all of these memories that I didn't realize I shoved away and I've talked about this in quite a few episodes but when you bring up something that is so hard and you have to bring it up but you feel like you put it away it brings up like an excess of emotions if that makes sense like way more than you thought that you would have so yeah I began writing I began writing the first chapter in a coffee shop and began drafting up all of these different pieces and I even asked my mom I asked my sister and a few other teachers to just give their perspective on things and I 
I don't know, I just had like this big pile of all of these letters and notes and perspectives in my hands and it was so overwhelming. I didn't really know how to begin doing this, but in January, I pitched this idea to a publishing company and they loved it and I got super nervous, but it all kind of fell into place, obviously. I began thinking about the title. I began thinking about what this title needed to be and I had all these different ideas and I just didn't love any of them. And I'm very indecisive so it took me a long time. One night I was dreaming about what this title would be and the title of the book was This Isn't You. It was pretty straightforward. In my dream the title of this book was This Isn't You. So that's why it's called This Isn't You. And you'll see on the cover there is a sticky note with on the actual cover, there's like a fake sticky note with an outline drawing of a woman. And that woman is me and she's staring in the mirror. And this cover, it just really captures the entire book as a whole. I mean, just not being able to see who you are and God's image, this isn't you, is that two years that I've talked about in a few episodes in my story. This book is everything that I didn't tell you guys. So I... I'm anxious for you guys to read it. I'm anxiously excited, but I'll be so honest with you guys. This is scary. It's scary to share so many different details that you don't know. Throughout this whole thing, my number one prayer is that, Lord, through all of these words that I wrote, I, I just prayed that God would just speak through them. Writing a book can be really dangerous in a sense. It can bring up a lot of pride. And so my number one prayer is that through this, it would be all eyes towards Jesus. Okay, the moment you've all been waiting for. I'm going to read to you a small section of the book. This is in the second section of the book called Lying and Dying. I'm going to read the end of the chapter. So if you listen to my testimony episode uh, a few episodes ago, I talked about my visit to the doctor's office and how my mom tricked me into going. And this is the end of the story is all about this doctor and how this doctor told me that she was concerned and how this all played out. So I'm going to begin reading. So we've noticed a significant drop in your weight since the last time you were here. This causes some concern on my end. She glanced at mom. 21 pounds to be exact, which is on the charts for an eating disorder. I heard mom's breath this time. She proceeded to ask me questions about my diet and how frequently I exercise. I don't remember a single word leaving my tongue. I sat there in utter disbelief. Mom nodded as the doctor continued to babble on about the importance of food. I tuned out for a while, then back in. There are many institutions that take people like you. We could do some research, or if you can get your weight up a little in the next two weeks, we can find an in-home plan for you. I wanted to hit her. The only thing keeping me from doing so was that my heart just fell to my feet and my soul left my body. My eyes were on the ceiling watching me sit on that thin paper across the leather bed in that tiny square room. My eyes were watching this very moment that felt like I was dying. I had been ripped open and my ways had been slaughtered and examined for what they thought was a good service. Slaughtered, examined, lying, and dying. That is quite a story. This next one I'm going to read to you, it's the chapter right after. It says, I can't get you out of my head. My flesh is falling off of me. Her flesh is falling off of her. My brain is getting foggy. Her brain is getting foggy. 
Addie is ugly. I am ugly. Addie is a problem. I am the problem. Addie, you take up too much space. Yes, I take up too much space. My bedroom doors were locked by the little bit of weight I had to push against it, similar to the doors inside myself. I scream and cry because, well, I'm not sure why. Maybe it has something to do with my dad. He tries to convince me that six almonds will only benefit my bones, not kill me. I'm obviously not convinced. Or maybe it's because I can't come to terms with the possibility that this has become my reality. The reality that my parents are trying to take away the only thing that will bring me true happiness. I guess I'll never know the real reason behind my screaming that day. My thoughts don't read left to right anymore. They don't stay in straight lines either. And suddenly my narrator's voice has changed. But the almonds remain on the counter. Ed. ED. Eating disorder. The disorder. Anorexia. Enemy. Call him whatever you'd like. Screaming and shouting. Resisting and clenching. As his words describe my worth. After this episode... Similar ones occurred from time to time, but the screaming gradually lulled. Not because I was getting better, but because I stopped caring. Careless. Careless and clueless. I was now practically entirely unaware of my surroundings. All that mattered was me. Not in a self-centered way, but rather a prove-them-I-am-fine kind of way. I forgot that there were people who loved me, cared for me, and noticed me. I forgot that people loved me. My head became a black hole for his words, one that absorbed everything and used it to build more of its foundation. The difference between my head and a black hole is a hole doesn't break down, it only fills up. This voice took labels with false adjectives and characteristics, placed them on my forehead, and whispered all the reasons why they were true. I wish I could tell you I didn't listen to him, but I most definitely did. Whoa. You know what's funny is that I, like, I write all of these, but then I forget what I write. So this is towards the beginning of the book, and I, like, completely forgot that I wrote that. Okay, this next one. Between Me and the Mirror. This is a journal entry that I wrote at age 15. I can't. I cannot take the arguing, the constant yelling, never happy, never satisfied environment my mind dwells in every day. I rip at my nails and run my fingers through my hair. I can't fall asleep. My head hurts. I just cannot keep pretending like I have this all figured out or like my life is perfect and I'm this calm, soft-hearted girl that knows how to make wise decisions while in my head I can't even bring myself to say I'm pretty. What if, what if, what if, what if what? I wish I could open the eyes of my mind and get outside of this box that it's stuck in. I cannot take this anymore. I am outraged with anger. I want to reach outside of myself in this world, outside of my mind and out of my body. I want to see that I am more than my thoughts. I want to be able to express gratitude for things, not just the things I don't have. I want peace for myself, joy and happiness too. I never knew there could be so much tension between me and my reflection. The distance between my physical body and the mirrored one staring back at me could be filled with so much desire to change each other. I'd like to think back to when I was eight and everything seemed so simple and joyful, but I remember my fingers running down the hips of my Barbie dolls, brushing through their fake, perfect long hair. I remember practicing pirouettes only to fall and hate the way my skin moved around so loosely. I'd also like to use year 10 as an escape to some happy moments, but the reality was just a movie of arguments with myself in my closet. 12 years old, stingy with carbs, secretly working out in my bedroom, 
not really a secret anymore. Knocked my caloric intake down like a thermometer in December. None of my jeans fit around my waist anymore, and my cheekbones are popping out of my face. No happiness is found here. The mirror was the only comfort while I destroyed my relationship. Then it shattered. The final one that I'm going to read to you today. The final one I'm going to read to you today is called When You Walk Away. When You Walk Away from the Mirror. When you walk away from that mirror without looking back, the glass will shatter everywhere. As long as you are committed to taking that step in the opposite direction without hesitation, there will be a weight lifted off your shoulders. I promise. I invite you to try it today. What is there to lose? The answer is nothing. You only have something to gain, and that is freedom. You have the power to break those chains and flee from this prison. When you walk away, there will be joy. When you walk away, there will be contentment. When you walk away, you will find the light and leave your reflection in the darkness. The mirror wants you to stay because when you rip apart your reflection, you are feeding the mouth of a lion. When you walk away, listen to it shatter and smile as you enter into freedom. Huh. Okay, there is that. And that's only a snippet of this book. You guys, I am so excited for you to get your hands on it. I hope this was a good taste into what you're about to hear from this book. Thank you for listening to this today. I hope you enjoyed this little snippet of This Isn't You. And I just want to thank you guys so much for all of the support and the constant messages and just the excitement that you have to share God's love with the world. Thank you for tuning in today. I will see you guys in a couple weeks. Thank you.